Welcome to the Powerfully On Purpose podcast, a podcast for the young and inspired to come and learn from some of the most elevated entrepreneurs in their industry, to hear what they've done to step into a life powerfully on purpose. I'm your host, Maggie Tilly, a former uninspired workaholic who left her nine to five at the age of 22 to step into educating and supporting ambitious business owners and leaders on how to embody their power, cultivate confidence, and elevate into a life of impact and choice. Each week, I'll be introducing you to some insane guests who will share their story of what it took for them to start living their life powerfully on purpose. Here at the Powerfully On Purpose community, we are devoted to educating and supporting you while you take the next steps towards the life you've always dreamt of. I can tell that you're committed to your growth and your vision by simply being here. So I'm not going to let you sit around any longer. Let's get into this episode, hey? Welcome back to another episode of the Powerfully On Purpose podcast. Today, I have a guest who is a business strategist, and she's also an online trainer who helps fast-track high-achieving coaches that are ready to serve more clients and make a bigger impact in this world. She is the creator of the Build Fast framework and has helped over 150 coaches and business owners build six- and seven-figure businesses. Through her speaking, training, coaching, and live events, she has impacted thousands of women in business all across the world, and she's been featured in publications and podcasts such as Forbes and Huffington Post. She's also the host of her very own podcast, The Fast Track Coach podcast, and she's obsessed with travel, but mostly she loves to come home to visit her family and spend time with them. I want to say a huge thank you for joining me from all the way over the other side of the world, over in Houston, Texas. Uh, Thank you, Tara Bowman, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and and to just chat with you all things business and purpose. I I love your podcast. Thank you for all the goodness Uh you're putting out in the world. So happy to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited for this. And before we dive into all the the juicy stuff around business and coaching and strategy, I always like to let people know a little bit about where the individual and guest has kind of come from to really put a, a person in front of the voice, right? The whole point I, of starting this podcast was to really bridge the gap between the people that are potentially listening and then the people achieving really incredible stuff in their lives. So I would love to circle back a little bit before you became this uh, big business owner impacting the world, creating a lot of impact for women and business owners. Where did it all begin? What's a little bit about you and your story that could really enlighten us in that that beginning chapter of where this all led to? Oh, I love it. Thank you for asking. So yeah, so I'm from the Midwest in, in the US. So from a very small town in Illinois. And what I you know, thought would just be me, you know, getting married, having kids, not leaving my hometown really became into this bigger purpose that I didn't quite understand at that time. Like I just was like these little nudges that kept happening, happening. So, um, what I ended up like, it really started in high school when I got my first job, you know, and then I got, uh, 
I got, I was in like, and we had like these, is it called a co-op program in my high school, which um, was all about business and started taking accounting and some business classes. And then I got an internship at a chemical company local in our town. And, you know, and there was just something about it that I was like, I was just so intrigued with everything business and all, you know, all the things. And, you know, and then I got a, a different internship and I started, you know, I didn't really have major plans to go to college. Um, it just wasn't on my trajectory. No one in my family had went to college and all that kind of stuff. And, and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to, I started taking classes at um, a junior college and I was going to start being, uh, I started to get a degree to be a secretary and, you know, I, yeah, so you can actually get a degree in that. And cause that's what I knew. I worked at a, a company and I was a good secretary. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to be the best secretary. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be the best secretary for the CEO of a large company that is from my hometown. And I was like, that was my, my main goal. And once I started and it, it really was having, you know, we have people in our lives that just, um, are like our little angels or, you know, I don't even know, remember who this person was. I know it's a woman and I was starting to take my, uh, my counselor in college in this junior college. And I started like telling her, Oh, I want to take shorthand and typing and computer class. And I, you know, I want to be the best secretary, blah, blah, blah. And he looked at my transcripts and just was like, honey, are you, you sure? Like, why don't we just start with your general education? That way you can get those out of the way. And, you know, and if you want to take these classes next year, go ahead and do that. But you don't have to jump right into getting a secretarial degree when you could just get your general education. You may never know. You may want to go to a four-year college after this. And I was like, okay, sure. Fine. Whatever. And lo and behold, when I got in, I had this internship and, you know, I was really good with computers and all the things. And I ended up switching my, you know, continuing on with college, being a business major and doing computer science and stuff like that. And it was just that moment for me that I didn't know how big the world was, right? I ended up moving to Chicago, got a great job and started totally, we have a similar story. I started, you know, really moving up the corporate ladder and, you know, and I, the harder I would work, you know, the more I was rewarded with more work. And I got to a point where then I moved to a consulting company um, and I worked really hard and I, I burnt myself out. And that's when I had to kind of step back and say like, okay, wait a minute, I need to like, this doesn't feel right. Like I'm grateful for the experience, but I know there's a different path for me. And, um, and that's what really moved me into business coaching because I love business. I love people and I loved helping entrepreneurs, um, really bring all this knowledge that I had from consulting and fortune 500 companies and give it to them in a way that was digestible, affordable, and it made a big impact versus mm -hmm. working in these big fortune 500 companies and helping big companies make more money. You know, it, it's, it's good. I'm not, you know, knocking it. I, I think we have great people out there, but I just, for me, it didn't feel right. And so that's when I just did the pivot and started to build into my own business coaching company. So mm. it's a little bit about the story of Tara. <laughs> there you go. That is um, interesting how similar it is to my my story as well in the sense that you're right, when you do really well in corporate or mm -hmm. uh, whatever business you might be in, whether you start working your way up the ladder, they reward you with more work. Right, <laughs> yeah. Is that really the reward that that we're seeking. I'm not sure about it, but um, yeah, it's uh, 
it's really cool to see you pivot from being really good in someone else's business to starting your own business and then helping other people achieve that as well. And I'm really excited to dive into all that. I know that there's a lot of business owners that do listen to this podcast now, um, especially. And I'm curious, when you are working with these business owners, uh, what is the number one maybe struggle or obstacle that they find themselves facing when it comes to starting? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so blessed. I work with super smart people. I don't know what it is, but like I'll, I tend to work with people. It's like, I have a PhD in this and da, 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 da. And like, they are so smart. A lot of women, primarily I work with women. And what I feel like the biggest struggle is sometimes they're just so smart in, in their own way and they can do all the things, but in reality, just because we can do all the things, um, doesn't mean we should. Right. And I think a lot of, especially new business owners fall into the trap of, okay, well, I don't have much budget. So, and I need a website. So let me go learn how to code in WordPress and create my website and da, 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 instead of focusing on how can I start serving the client that I want to serve quickly, making money in my business so that I can pay the even smarter people who love to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. If you're not creating a website development business, you know, it, we shouldn't be spending all this time and energy doing things that aren't getting us to our purpose faster. And I think that happens quite a bit. Um, and I see that often. Um, and I always just say, you know, just because we can do it doesn't mean we should. So, um, you know, that's probably the biggest thing that there, and then what happens when you're good at doing a lot of things, I call them, you know, like a Jill, you know, instead of a Jack of all trades, we have Jill's of all trades. Right. And just because we, you know, we can, doesn't mean, um, we should, and I want, I just want entrepreneurs to feel empowered, to be able to say things like, um, you know, I don't need to do this or, you know, or it needs to be done, but I need to like find somebody else to do it because what happens when we start piling on our plate, then it just, we turn our, probably our 40 hour a week corporate job into an 80 hour week business, not making the money that we may have because we're just piling on and, um, and it, and I want business to feel easy. And when you're in your zone, you're in your niche, it should feel easy. It should feel fun. It shouldn't even feel like work a lot of times. So, um, it's really getting them past that. I'm doing all the things and I'm in complete overwhelm because I got to do Instagram and I've got an email list and I'm supposed to be speaking and I got to be networking, you know? And it's like, Whoa, okay. Like let's take off some of those hats, breathe, and then like restructure and build in a way that feels really good to you. Mm. I think that um, that was really relatable for myself, especially in the start of business. And um, I'm sure it's probably relatable to a lot of people. So if we were to really simplify how you are, to like how someone could go about starting a business, what are like some key points or key things that are, are definite that really could be done and then the things that we can kind of go, okay, maybe at a later date or maybe when we have the cash flow to come in that yeah. then we can outsource like where would someone start yeah so um a great question and i i'm like i call myself a little more old school i've been coaching for like a, over 10 years i feel ancient in this space and um but i have like a great number of friends that um they make millions of dollars and they don't have a website they don't even have a social media presence and i think this is how you and i started connecting on instagram and it was like no, I like grew my business offline. You're like, wait, what? So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, so it's really where you can start is we've got to have, to me, it's just a couple, a couple of things need to be in place. So one, you got to have an offer. So you got to be clear on, on what you're selling and how much it's going to be, whether that's you're making something or you're have a virtual offer or whatever you have, we got to have something to sell. And then once we have that defined, it's really about having a marketing strategy uh, that feels good to you. So, you know, if you don't love to do videos, you know, don't expect yourself to go be a YouTube star, you know, so find the things that you enjoy. And then typically that's going to be the type of client or customer you're going to attract as well. So once we have your, the offer, it's really about being clear on who you serve. And then from there, we just got to show up where they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you got to have some sort of enrollment process or sales process of how you sell the thing, how you get eyeballs looking at you and then, um, give them an offer and then, um, you know, make money. I mean, that's really those three steps are a huge part of it. Um, you know, and I think there's many different ways to market your business, um, online and offline. And I like a good mix of all of it now, but, um, you know, it's just, it's those three things. And what tends to get into the way for most entrepreneurs is the mindset. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, which I know you and I have both talked a little bit about NLP and stuff like that, but like, you know, it's really people, if you can do any pre-work before you start your business, or if you don't have the results you want in your business, then it, it really take a look at how you can grow personally. And, um, because one thing I say all the time too, is, um, you'll never know all your insecurities as a person until you start a business because it all comes up. Will they like me? Um, oh my gosh, I have to be visible. You want me to do what? Like da, 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 da. What if they tell me no fears of rejection, like all the things come up and it's really good if you can do some of that work ahead of time, like working with someone like you and learning from you. And then like the whole business side, people wonder like, wow, where'd she come from? Or, whoa, how is he making all this money? I didn't even know who he was. Chances are they really worked through a lot of um, personal development and, and mindset. So that's the big thing that I've seen with clients that come to me and like take off real quick um, versus the ones that, you know, struggle and to get going as we usually have to go backwards and do some mindset work. Mm, yeah, I totally agree with the mindset aspect of things. One thing that I learned on my journey, both looking at strategy and then looking at mindset was that when I really started my business, I focused a lot on what I had to do. So, you know, showing up online, posting, reach outs, whatever it might've been at the time. And I actually neglected the mindset. And then I was like, oh my God, okay. It kind of clicked and I then neglected the strategy. And I went right. really hard on the mindset and then it was like, okay, something's still not happening. And I realized I wasn't taking the correct action that I needed. So when it comes to maybe focusing on the mindset or focusing on the strategy, do you think one comes before the other or if they should really go in intertwine and how much of each, like what's your take on it? Cause I know everyone has different opinions, but I'm curious to know what totally. you think. Yeah. I mean, they would say, you know what, like the best time to plant an oak tree was 30 years ago. The second best time is now. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's one of those things that if it was a perfect world, yes, you would do the mindset work, clear out all the negative emotions and beliefs you have that, you know, would impact your business. Um, but mostly what happens is people jump into the business and then go like put the brakes on and then have to go backwards. So I don't think there's a, 
I mean, in a perfect world, yeah, you do your mindset stuff and, and whatnot. But in reality, I think most people, the people that just get out there and just start, like they create the offer, they market it and they sell it and they're doing their thing. Right. And we call it yeah. like, there's what, what uh, they call it like the hustle, right. They're out just hustling and doing their thing. And, um, you know, and they don't get burnt out or maybe they do get burnt out and, and whatnot. I always find like with entrepreneurs I've worked with, it's not difficult to get to a hundred thousand. And then it's not, it's not as difficult to get to 300,000 US, but then once something about the 300 to push it past that is usually um, things come up a a lot comes up around mindset. If they want to keep scaling to half million, million plus, whatever Um, it really, that's when the mindset piece really kicks in. So I think if you can find a great way to to balance in a way that works for you. Uh, that's really going to be the best, best option. Cause I, I don't believe in any like accidents. Timing's always perfect. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, if you were meant to just get in there and start doing your thing, right. And then make adjustments along the way in your business. Awesome. Uh, and if you also want to focus on the mindset and get, get your, you know, your mind and body and soul into alignment before you get going. Like if that works for you, then that's perfect for you. That's how I feel about it. Mm, I like that. It's, it's like, there's no right or wrong way of doing anything in life really. Yeah. That's um, cool. Do you do mindset work as well while you're doing business, business strategy, or are you just purely the business strategy side? You know, for good, good question for so many, for the first probably like nine years, I, you know, I was known as the, uh, the woman who like, they'd be like, can I just, can I like how much to just, I just want to rent your brain for the like day, how much? So I did a lot of VIP days when I first started. Um, and I was so in my head, like super intellectual. I honestly, and I don't say this to brag is, and I've done a lot of personal development around, around this is like, I have not met a business problem. I can't solve. Like it is, it's like easy for me. Right. And so because of that, I, um, I myself was like noticing my clients were hitting walls. And so I was, I'm a problem solver. So I'm like, what is going on? These women are smart. What, you know, and, um, and lo and behold, it was, oh, it was mindset. So then that was my genius idea to then go learn how to um, train on mindset and personal development. And how can I help them get over these, you know, negative emotions and beliefs and all that kind of stuff. And you know, so I went to it to help serve my clients, but what I didn't realize was it was for me. <laughs> like, mm. you know, once you start going on this path, it was like things just kept opening up and opening up. And and now, like, you know, fast forwarding, like it's probably like what, like seven years from when I started. Um, I am so much more in my heart space than I was back then. And, yeah. you know, and you just grow so much when you do this kind of work. And and I believe it was, it was very purposeful, you know, that I thought I was going in because I, I wanted to help my clients. I, I like, mm-hmm. I love results. Um, and I was so tired of so many women struggling and, you know, so the intention was to help serve them, but the result really was, you know, I got so much out of it. So yeah, I mean, I, I will, when I notice things are, you know, at some point when I private coach, um, business coach, you know, you can kind of tell when you're kind of giving, you know, here's your homework. And, and I'm the type that's like, I'll give you homework. If you want more, come back to me because I'm a overachiever, like a lot of um, (laughs) women. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I can, you know, hammer out tasks all day long to get it done, but I also don't want to overwhelm anyone. So, 
Um, you know, and if we start doing where you have your homework assignments and then the next week when we talk, it's like, oh, I didn't get, okay, well, like what's going on here? There's something we need to dig under the hood. Um, so then in, in that case, it's usually some sort of limiting belief or emotion that's holding them back and I'll hop in and, and use some of the techniques. Um, but primarily I, I just, I focus on business, but I kind of have that in my toolbox if I need it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially. Yeah. If you can have the business strategy and the mindset to go with it, like mm-hmm. there's nothing really holding you back at the end of the day. Right. There's no excuses, right? It's like when you say you want, and I start every client, I, we start with a three-year plan. And I know there's tons of coaches that are like, oh, planning, whatever, you know, and I I believe in manifestation. I'm, my human design is a manifester. Like I'm all here for it. And I also know it happens a lot rapid, a lot faster if we um, get into action and inspired action. And yeah, so it's just one of those things that I don't know. I think what the power of all of it is, um, is really, really powerful. And I start everyone with a plan because I I believe, um, that without a plan, we don't know where we're going. And if we can just set those intentions of what you want, not just in your business, but what do you want your life to look like? Right. Um, a lot of us traded in, um, you know, very busy jobs for, you know, going and starting a business. And it's like, we don't want to just recreate that or make it what we didn't want. And everyone knows, as you know, Maggie, like everyone knows what they don't want. A lot of Mm -hmm. people don't know what they do want. So um, it's really important step to just, what do you want? Okay. Now let's make it happen. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The um, planning is really cool. I love that you do planning and is it like specific, like broken down plan or do you do it more as like a vision exercise? Cause I know with my clients, I love, I love the vision aspect. And I know that sometimes the why is actually more important than the how, because if we just release uh, the pressure of having to know every single step, we're more likely to take action as long as we have our why. So like when you're working with a client, what kind of, do you ask questions or how do you kind of structure the the planning process right at the beginning? Yeah. So uh, great question. And, and this is something like, you know, when I first started, I was always just, we would, I would, like interview them, right. And take notes and all this kind of stuff. And now I've been able to automate it a little bit more in a sense of it takes my clients probably 45 minutes to an hour to fill out their initial intake form when we start working together. And because I, I invite them to treat it like a retreat, you know, light a candle, make some tea, have a cup of coffee, whatever, be your own best customer first and, and really do this. So um, you know, and they, they answer the questions and they range anywhere from, you know, where are you now? Where do you want to be? What's stopping you from getting what, everything you want? What is the next, you know, in three years from now? And I make them like write out the date of what it would be. And then like, think in terms of, okay, if my dog's, you know, six, she's nine. If my, if my son is three, he's now six, you know, and in kindergarten really want to put him in that future state. Um, and then ask the, you know, the questions and, and whatnot. And it's really remarkable because sometimes they've came back and they're like, that part was like worth it. You know what I mean? Just to, um, just to really think through that. And the reality is, is most people don't even take five minutes to plan their future. They're kind of just rolling with every day and, and whatnot. But if you can take time and really put it out there. And then you, your coach reviews it with you and you talk about it and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, man, and I don't know, I always say like one of like 
one of my secrets is since I am a manifester, it's like, people just have like one of my little gifts, I guess, is like, people just have to tell me like, Hey, Tara, do you know anyone who, and it's some random thing. And I'm like, I don't, but let me get back to you. And it never fails by the next day I meet somebody or I hear of somebody or somebody it's like, boom. And I'm like a master matchmaker. Um, and that is remarkable. And I, it's such a part of my why to be able to match people who need to know each other. Um, and so, yeah, so that always happens, um, especially after the planning. So I always hold space for my clients. I can't not, you know, Mm. so. Yeah. That's a huge, um, part about coaching is being able to hold the client in their space. And I'm curious now on more of a personal level, what are some things that you do for yourself in order to make sure that you are in the right uh, space to be able to hold your clients? Because, you know, you are working with pretty successful people being six, seven figures. There's a lot obviously going on being able to hold that. What, what's your ritual or your, how, yeah. How do you go about it? Yeah. I used to, I remember studying and being like, you know, it's such a big deal and how people spent the first hour of their morning and you would read about them and they're like, I get up at five in the morning and I do this. And then I go to the gym for two hours and then I eat my protein packed breakfast and, you know, and whatever. Um, you know, for me, like my definition of freedom is not waking up to an alarm clock. So I I'm a night owl. So I tend to like, I don't people until 10 AM usually. Um, but I I'll get up at like eight and I just have that time. And whether it's, you know, I mean, I have my, I always say like the same affirmation, which I've said for like 10 years, every morning and all that kind of stuff. And is, you know, do like affirmations and gratitude. Um, but it's not like always the affirmation is something that's every day. Um, you know, but whether it's gratitude or sometimes lately I've been journaling, um, I'm to be honest, like I've systematized my self-care and I have a list of self-care items that I have to, like, I, do one of at least one a day. I usually do a lot more. Um, but you know, I've recently started working out and I go to the gym and, and it's no big deal if I'm there for like an hour or sometimes two hours. And I love to do yoga and all of this is fairly new to me in the last year or two, because Mm -hmm. I never had time. Like I was like, I don't have time. And now I realize that I have to fill my cup in order to serve clients at a deeper level. And, you know, so I think everyone should have some sort of ritual or routine that works for them, but I've systemized mine where I have a checklist where when I get up, I literally am like, okay, what am I going to do to like, uh, for some self-care today? So before I hop into, you know, marketing or, you know, coaching clients and stuff like that. So, yeah, so mine, okay. so mine, I have a list of like 20 things. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's as simple as having like in the evening to unwind, like having a good glass of wine, or, um, you know, treating yourself to coffee or lighting your favorite candle and just thinking like just white space to think. So, yeah. Um, so I usually pick, um, at least one, but usually I do like four or five a day. I really actually like that, especially because I've tried morning routines before and it felt really Mm -hmm. rigid and really structured. And I was like, oh, there's all these people telling me that I need to do these things to be successful. And it got to a point where I was like, this is just like, I started business because I wanted freedom too. And this is right. not feeling like freedom to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, So I really like that. It's kind of like, you've got your structure, you know what you want to do. Yeah. Like you've got your list, it's but it's fluid. It, you can flow yeah. with it. You can choose when you do it. There's no real, mm-hmm. I have to do this kind of thing, yep. but it sounds like there's still the discipline in the sense that 
you do the thing anyway. You just yeah. choose when you get to do it. So I love 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's funny because I'm known for like systems and structure and I can make a framework out of anything and quickly and, you know, and something about self-care, like it, you know, I think I when I first started, I was comparing myself to everyone like, oh, she does yoga every morning at 6am and then meditates for 20 minutes. And then, you know, and I was like, okay. And then at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, that's great for her. And that works, but like, that's not me. You know, I need to, I'm have a little bit of spontaneity in my life, you know, cause I'm also Gemini. So I get bored. So I'm like, okay, well then here's my list of things. As long as I do something every day, then I can celebrate that. So, yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah, cool. So that then allows you the space to hold these women. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as well in, how do I word this? Without like obviously going into your business, but on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. what is working like with you kind of look like? I'm just curious from a perspective sure. of someone who does run a business and I, I have my um, mentors and I've had them over time, but I'm curious as a business specialist, mm-hmm. if I was to come to you and go, I want help with my business. Yeah. What does that actually look like? Sure. So uh, like I said, step one is always goals, right? We're going to do, yeah. I call it, um, I have a, I framed it, it's called destination success. So where are we going? Right. Okay. So we always start with the goals and the planning and then, um, then we dig in. So then I also do a business audit. So, um, which is another intake process that it's like, okay, I, I want you to like rate yourself because people will tell you like what our next move needs to be primarily. So it's like, you know, rate, you know, how do you feel your branding is right? Like zero to 10, you know, are you proud of it? Are you like want to hide from it? Is it whatever, you know, okay. How's um, your marketing strategies? Like, what are you doing every day to show up, you know, and get visibility? How confident are you on sales? You know, like, um, do you have a team? What's that look like? You know, what's, you know, kind of digging into the leadership part. So basically it starts with goal planning. And then we, I do a personalized, like detailed assessment on where they are, because where sometimes a woman who would come to me, that's already making seven figures, right. She's got a different set of opportunities than everyone else. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of times for her, it becomes around being a good leader, um, you know, team dynamics and things like that. Right. And a lot of, we'll say, you know, entrepreneurs have a little bit of control issues or they don't at all. It's like, there's no in between. They either want to control everything and be part of everything and then overwork themselves. Or they're like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I just want to show up and do my so thing. True. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I have to kind of assess that and kind of figure that out. And then for people who are just more starting off, it's like, you know, they'll, you know, I don't have that or I'm a two at that and whatever. Then that's when I like just kind of kick in with what I know, which is let's start with the basics, that foundation, because that's mm-hmm. and foundation and get them into momentum and start getting some wins. And so if they come to me because they're like, I need more clients, I want more customers, um, you know, and they don't have a clear offer yet and they're not comfortable with pricing and stuff like that, like we'll start there, you know, but if they have some of that stuff, but they're looking to scale because they're topped out with one-on-one clients, or they just can't make any more of their products or whatever on their own, then it's a scalability thing. And then we'll, we have to, you know, figure out how to make that leap from you doing everything and, you know, to like, how do we, um, you know, 
create an offer or product or get help in your business so that you actually have a dream team that's helping you. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So then from there, it's like, it really just becomes this like unique customized experience based on the person and where they are. So I like to meet my clients where they are. Um, and I know the goals and then it's just a matter of the steps to get them there. So I typically work for, with people for, um, 90 days. I like a 90 day kind of three month, um, you know, just, I don't know. It just, it's a good, um, you know, commitment to like get them to achieve, um, at least three pretty good size goals. So, um, and like I said, it just becomes coaching them on, on hitting that. So yeah, that's usually, that's the like more one-on-one experience with me. And then, um, I have like, you know, some e-courses and that kind of stuff, which are great for people who are just getting started. That's lower price point and all that good stuff. So Mm, that's really cool I um, was actually curious on whether or not it was like quite structured in the sense that you kind of had your plans but it sounds like it's Mm -hmm. you are meeting them where they're at yeah especially like like you said right at the start like there's a there's a huge gap between 100k so six figures us right through to a million right oh yeah the problems are going to be different the obstacles the strategy all of that yeah it's going to be completely different uh yeah that's really cool so okay now I really want to dive into the thing that excited me the most when we chatted was the fact that mm-hmm. you built your business, your coaching offline. Yeah. And yes. I know that a lot of the people that I speak with or that are in my network, they're all predominantly online. They they started mm-hmm. online, they built and scaled from there. And I, I would love sure. to kind of dive into what offline coaching looks like, how you went about it, like the, sure. the beginning stages maybe to start with and yeah. then we can move through. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, um, yeah, it's just, you know, for me, I knew like I wanted to, who I wanted to serve and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, so I really, I started my business primarily networking, you know, like, um, going to networking events. So I would start with that. And then I ended up leading up a networking organization in in Houston and like grew that to be pretty good size. And what I was really good at, I think for us, all of us is we got to find like our own superpower. And like I said, mine is like connecting people. So I really started building my contact list and my, you know, visibility practicing because I, you know, ran a networking organization. So I had, um, you know, I'd always be on the microphone. So I got to practice my speaking skills and all that kind of stuff. Um, And yeah. And so I got to meet, not just, you know, get new clients from it, but also I made a ton of referral partners. So Um, and then I would, you know, we would all refer each other and all that kind of stuff as well. So, you know, once I I learned that 85% of uh, new businesses, like their new leads and their new customers come from referrals for small businesses. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like, so why not, you know, leverage, I have something I teach is about is referral, how to build a referral program. That's really win, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Like somebody gives you a referral and you do something for them. And you know, so to me, it's like through networking referrals. And then, then I started having my own, um, live events. So in-person events and, you know, this was probably pre-Zoom, I think. (laughs) Yeah. If you can believe it. So I would have these, you know, I'd go get a country club and rent out a room and I'd put a hundred women entrepreneurs in that room and, and create an experience like a one day event, um, teach, share, um, have a couple guest speakers who are more mindset or motivation and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, give an offer of some sort. So 
Um, yeah. So through live events, networking, um, referral, having a referral program. And then once I had the, uh, did the networking, then I started getting speaking gigs. Uh, so I would Perfect. go speak at other groups and stuff like that. And, um, and just share tons of value and, you know, and by doing that, then I would always, um, offer up a consultation, you know, and I I'd, I'd had a printed off sheet. This is like, this is the offline part. I would print <laughs> off a, a, like an Excel spreadsheet that would have like name, um, email, and then like, a, you know, they could put in a time that we would have a conversation and we would talk on the phone <laughs> for like 30 minutes. And yeah. And I just ask them questions about their business and give them, you know, like a strategy that they could use. And then, um, you know, they would, I never like really sold anything. I don't sell on my consultations or whatever. I just tell people at the beginning, you know, Hey, um, I'm here to serve you. And if you want to know more what it's like to work with me, you can, I'll give you time at the end and you can ask me, but if you don't, that's okay too. Cause I truly, truly believe. And I know this is, I don't know, people probably say this, but I truly mean it around. I believe that if you can help and impact somebody, it comes back to you so differently in other ways. Right. So 100%. whether I talk and give a consult and I've met people and they're like, you don't remember me, but we talked on the phone five years ago and I did the thing and it just changed everything. And that just like warms my heart because, you know, I don't expect anything um, from it. And I just give everything I've got and know and whatever. And um, yeah, and it just always comes back. So mm -hmm. I really believe in reciprocity. Yeah, I 100% I agree with that as well. That's been a huge, well, it was why I got into what I'm doing now, but it's, I notice it, like I might mm -hmm. jump on a call with someone and it's not a sales call, it's simply just to help them with a strategy. And then like, I'll notice things start coming into my life and I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder where this came yeah. from. Or like, you right. never really know where the exchange actually happened, but I notice the yeah. more that you give, the more yeah. that you get back, right? So it's yeah. always coming yeah. back, even if it's not monetary value. Yeah, yeah, that's 100% true. And, um, you know, but I, I work with a lot of givers too, and I'm a giver and I had to learn through doing personal development to have boundaries, um, 100%. because sometimes, you know, because sometimes people will just take, take, take. And, you know, so like for me, it's usually when I talk to someone, there's probably like 10 things that I know could like, you know, catapult them and change everything. I'll give them one. I do that mm -hmm. primarily because um, I don't want to overwhelm them. And there's so many coaches that may do consults and they're like, bah, bah, bah. and people are get off and they're like, okay, I don't even know where to go. Or they're like, well, that was great. Thanks. Bye. You know? So I, you know, um, I usually just will give them their, I call it the, like their next best step because, mm -hmm. you know, I think we can handle the one thing, um, you know? So yeah, but yeah, we got to be careful as givers because, you know, we got to put some boundaries in place because that's healthy and that's self-care. Yes. So yeah, Absolutely. we got to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And when it came to um, all these events you were putting on at the beginning mm -hmm. or uh, like at the, yeah. the start of your business journey, when you say that it was all offline, did you, like, how did you get these people in the room if you were working offline? <laughs> you said you got like a yeah. hundred women in the room. Mm -hmm. Like there's people these days that would do an event and try and get a hundred people in the room, even using yeah. online ways and struggle to do that. Yeah. So I'm curious I, yeah. what you did. Yeah. Towards the um, end of, I've done over 150 live paid events. Okay. So like wow. these aren't free events. They, whether it was $50 for lunch or something like people. Um, and I believe that's a different type of, of client and person that's going to show up that invests in themselves, even if it's $50 for a lunch or whatever. Um, so 
so yeah, so, you know, because I was networking, because I was doing that, um, and back then I only did Facebook, so you know, if Instagram was around, um, but it was like, you know, I would just personally invite people. I would send them emails or, um, and I would tend, I did a couple things. One, I would get sponsors. So there'd be other businesses. Like if I was putting, doing some event, putting 50 women entrepreneurs in the room, there were always sponsors or other business owners that wanted to be in front of 50 powerful women entrepreneurs. So I would go to them and, you know, and they would usually either donate something or, um, you know, Hey, uh, sponsorship. I'd be like, it's a gold level for $500. Um, you're the hydration sponsor with that. You're going to get water bottles with your logo or whatever. So I would get sponsors. Um, and then they would also promote the event as well. So, or I would give them, they'd get five tickets, you know, or whatever. So, um, so that was one way to do a one-to-many, um, I did also a lot of personal reach out. I also had a ton of really awesome like friends and, and whatnot that were in the space that would always invite people as well. Um, I would do little promotions like, you know, bring a friend, you know, if yours is $99, bring a friend for a dollar or whatever, um, you know, that type of thing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a hundred people in a room is, is one level of event or two, three up to a thousand people. But I, my, my favorite spot was being super intentional and having 50 or less and creating a real intimate space and an experience with like swag bags and, and really making a safe space for, you know, um, for entrepreneurs to be able to share challenges and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, or I would Facebook inbox message them, you know, um, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. And just, do you know, do you want to bring a friend or, I mean, it, it was really just a lot of just reach out to be honest, <laughs> texting, yeah, that makes sense. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cool. And I asked that cause I I'm it's, it's in my future events. Yeah. Future, I can see you so doing re- like really great retreats by the way. Yes. So <laughs> without giving too much away to people listening, <laughs> there is something coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited. So that was, yeah, that's awesome to know. Um, and it's simple, like everything that we've talked about so far, you've just made it so simple. And I'm just like, even myself. So I'm sure there's other people that can relate. I'm just like, wow, sometimes I like to overcomplicate things. Hey, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and to be honest, like, you know, um, I think one of the last events I had, I was like getting on to Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so I started to play with that and none of it ever converted in the way of just your personal relationships, former clients, um, you know, people who you have, you know, a relationship, whether it's online or you've met them somewhere or a friend of a friend, like, you know, it's, it's that, and just having conversations, you know, and Mm -hmm. really that's starting to, um, I believe like when you create an event, you want to start that, that experience starts way before the event. Right. So whether it's, you know, sending emails of here's what you can expect and the room might be cold. We're in Houston. So it's 110 outside, but it'll be freezing inside because they don't know how to manage the AC with the humidity. So bring, (laughs) you know, a sweater, you know, like little things like that. Are you, you know, are you, do you have dietary restrictions and blah, blah, blah. And like an intake, what do you want to learn the most at our event Mm -hmm. and stuff like that? Who are you looking to connect with? Um, And you start that experience way before and you know, and then at the day of the event, it's just, to me, it's just execution, you know, like I have a run a show spreadsheet and it just, you know, I'm amazing at being able to keep things on track, you know, and you, you Mm -hmm. start, 
Um, and I value people's time. So I, we always start on time and we end on time. Um, so yeah. So I think, you know, just creating that experience for the person that you want in your room or in your, at your retreat or at your, um, you know, I've done really cool events, um, like all over the U S you know, where I had a high-end mastermind as a travel mastermind, actually. It's one of my favorite things I've ever, um, done Mm -hmm. to serve women. And we would like fly to Miami or go to Palm Springs, California, you know, and like do these like long weekends and really create a really cool experience. So, um, and I'll tell you like super smart women who like are always in their head when you create an experience like that for them, where they can truly connect and get cheek to cheek with other people who are like, you know, in the same headspace and they get vulnerable and they make Mm -hmm. friends for life. Like I am... I love that all my clients, like a lot of them are still great friends and referral partners and everything today. So, you know, yeah. that I love events. I think, you know, live events are so underrated and you can create a similar experience if you don't want to, if you're like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, go rent out a, you know, hotel suite or get an Airbnb or whatever you can do them online as well and really create a cool experience too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's nothing like a live event. <laughs> you're right. You're right, you really are. I yeah, all the events I've been to are live events, like nothing is bet that, not even like the most amazing courses or group containers right. that I've done. There's something about being uh in person that just yeah. it changes things. It really does. Yeah. So Absolutely. then you've started out, you've done your, you know, your connections. Actually, that's the other point I was gonna say. It sounds like for you, it's been who you've known rather than what you've known especially yeah. in the early stages, um, mm-hmm. which is just something really cool to note for people who think they, yeah. you know, don't know how to run a business yet or don't have all the information. It, it, yeah. 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 It's okay. Hey. And people um, are so kind and they'll like help you along the way. It's really cool. So yeah. Yeah. Successful people want you to succeed. Like mm-hmm. there's always someone there with their hand out going, can I help? How can mm-hmm. I help? What do you need? Yeah. All of these things. So yeah, you're right. There's always uh, connections and whatnot, which is cool. Uh, I want to quickly talk into, so you, you started your business in person. It was through connecting mm-hmm. and uh, reaching. Then you did some events. How and why was there a transition from in-person business to online? Mm-hmm. And maybe a bit of both. Great question. Yeah. And that's what we, we were talking about that. And I was like, I'm like doing the opposite game here um, <laughs> where I'm going from offline to online. So um, I think for me, um, it becomes around scalability and being able to make bigger impact. So I had to go through a lot of personal development to feel comfortable grabbing the phone to even do a Instagram reel. Right. Um, and, you know, and things like that, even though I could talk on a stage no problem. But there was something about that was translating and, and being a disconnect for me when it felt like online. So, um, so yeah, so it becomes like, I want to make an impact. Like I really want to serve and and help, you know, a hundred thousand coaches if I can, you know? So, um, so the scalability side and, um, and also just lifestyle. So like I'm moving towards, you know, um, I'm 47 or 46, Um, So I'm moving to that stage where I call it pre-retirement, where it's like, I want to be able to travel the world and do all the things. And when my husband retires, let's to be able to move to Mexico if we want to for six months and live on the beach and then move to the mountains and, and not be so, um, you know, location dependent, which, you know, I mean, you can still do live events and you, you know, whatever, but like, 
um, you know, growing and, and scaling with relationships that then turn into those type of connections and doing, you know, having um, cocktails with your people and like doing lunches and all that kind of in-person stuff um, is great. I was related to like a realtor, you know? So if you're a real estate agent and you want to leave your town, which you've developed this brand around, right? Um, you know, you have the skill set to do it. You can move somewhere else and do it, but you have to essentially start over, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for me going from um, offline to online and I saw like a shift so I always am like, I have always been kind of opposite, play the opposite game. So um, I was very in person. And then during COVID, I saw everything go online. And then I saw that everyone was after all that, everyone was like, they missed the personal connection. They missed just human, you know, being in the same energy with other humans. Um, you know, so then it swung that way. And then now I'm just like, you know, why not do online? Right. And do the online side, but I have like, I can do a hybrid as well. So I think that's going to be how my business model shakes out is, I mean, my plan next year is to like relaunch a, a mastermind that require will be like in person and have some travel and stuff to it. Um, you know, so to really have the online side, but then you know, have that in-person connection too. like, and I love the small group side. So I, I don't see myself as a coach. that's going to have these big, huge product, like production events with thousands of people in the room. Um, you know, I might speak on a stage for somebody who does that, but that's not like, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't feel as aligned with my purpose as it is with just getting really smart coaches in a room together and, and just solving, solving the world's problems. I mean, it's no small feat, but, um, that's really what I envision. So. Yeah. Maybe it's no small feat, but it'll be worth it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely yeah. is aligned with my purpose. So mm, I love that so much. This has been incredible. I am just like blown away by the knowledge that you have and which oh. isn't surprising with your experience. However, it's just been really, it's been a really nice conversation to just, you know, talk through your experience in a way that's going to serve people. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people out there I'm having conversations that are just like confused on the next step and you've been yeah. able to simplify everything, like every question, even though yeah. sometimes my questions are really long-winded, it's like, well, it's, no, it's just this, this and this. And it's been, yeah, yeah really in, insightful to know that business can be simple. Business can be fun. Business can yeah. feel easy. Like you mentioned at the beginning of this episode and even though it is easy, sometimes there are obviously going to be obstacles and challenges and it, it will get hard at times and it's yeah. all about the the support that you get along the way and all of that. Mm -hmm. With everything that you've learnt over like your 10 plus years of experience mm -hmm. uh, coaching, but then also any other experience that you've had in your life, if you were to go back to a younger version of you, maybe that version of you that was like, I really want to be the best uh, intern, um, what was it? Sorry. Um, yeah. The best. Um, oh, I've lost my words. The best of the best. You said, the yeah. Best. At the best beginning. secretary in the world. Yeah. Secretary. That's the word. The best. That's the word I'm yes. after. Um, yeah. If you were to go back to that age, you know, where you're like, I'm certain that this is what I want to do. Like you had so much conviction, but you now know mm. what you know from all the experience yeah. that you've had. 
what's just yeah. one little bit of advice or tip or something that you yeah. just say to that version of you? Great question. Oh, some inner child work. I love it here. I would, <laughs> um, I would definitely tell her, you know, back I would, now I would be like, why, why do you feel you need to be the best? Who mm-hmm. are you trying to be the best for? What are you trying to prove? Right. And I know now with all the personal development work I've done is, you know, there's always someone in our life that we want to make proud, right? Whether mm-hmm. usually it's a, a parent or a teacher or, you know, could be a pastor or, you know, whatever, uh, some coach, you know, there was always, there was somebody that in all of our lives makes such an impact that we want, we have to prove something because it's a wound usually. So I would, um, now I know like wanting to be the best and like whatever. And the best means something totally different to me than it does someone else. Right. Um, you know, but that's what I would say is like anyone who has like that much, like drive to succeed, you know, as long I, I would say, let's do the, let's uncover the why behind that. And I think Mm -hmm. when we know that it'll either fuel you to like drive more, or it'll make you go, you know, what, is it that big of a deal? Like, you know, is it that no, actually I'm creating a very great lifestyle coaching business, right? Where I don't wake up to an alarm clock and get to do what I love. It's okay. I'm, it's, I'm not planning to build a hundred million dollar company here. Right. So, um, where in the past ambitious me would have been like, ah. um, yeah. but now I think, you know, when we can get more in our heart space and out of our head and truly understand, you know, why we want to be the best or why we, you know, want that goal in the first place. Uh, then a lot of stuff opens up. And I think then your real purpose starts to really come up, you know, because I think once, you know, for me, like in the past, I used to be, I'd hit a goal. So I'm going to have an event. I want a hundred people in the room, you know, it's gonna be great. This, they're going to cry. They're going to have these breakthroughs. You know, we're going to have 20 people join the mastermind. It's gonna be fantastic. And then I would hit the goal. Yeah. I'd be so focused on the goal. And then I'd hit the goal. And literally the next day, I'm like, what's next? Okay, so now no, what's next? I never mm. took time to even sit in it because I was yeah. always worried about the next instead of being in the present and actually enjoying life. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and yeah. taking that time to rest and, um, you know, and get going again. So yeah, I, I, yeah, there'd be a lot, I would say to inner child Tara, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that though, and just having a reflection on, how it was relatable like I think as entrepreneurs that's probably yeah super relatable for a lot of people um so the fact that you can recognize that and when you do things change like it's sometimes it's just being aware of why you're taking action the way you do so many people I mean you know when you do you know this doing all this work it's like my heart goes out in Texas we say bless her heart you know because it's Mm. like oh because it's like you know like that they're either so disassociated out of their body and just living life and going through the motions instead of like, you know, being in the present, but knowing where you want to go, you know? So, you know, yeah, it's, it's really remarkable. Um, just glad, you know, that we, some, I, I've just like, I have learned to give so much grace to people, um, and just meet them where they are, which is what I do in coaching as well. So. Absolutely. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) so much insight and I just want to say a huge thank you to you for jumping on thank you 
Yeah, it's been so awesome. And for those people that are listening and who want to connect or want to know more or maybe mm-hmm. even they want to listen to your podcast, where can sure. they connect with you? Sure. Um, so my podcast is called The Fast Track Coach. So it's really for um, coaches, no matter what stage of business they're on, or if you're thinking about being a coach, I don't teach people how to be a coach. There's great programs to learn how to do that. I, I teach the business aspect of it is how do you, how do we take great coaches and actually like build a business structure and a model around? So they're actually in their purpose and be able to make, you know, profit. So, mm-hmm. um, so yes, I, that's, so that's why the, the fast track coach is the podcast. So great information on there. Um, I need to have you on obviously. So we got to get that scheduled. I'd love that. Um, and then, um, but my home base is Instagram. So it's just at Tara Bowman. So T E R R A, the last name's Bowman, B O H L M A N N. So that's where I tend to, you know, pour out, um, all kinds of wisdom and strategy and all that kind of stuff. Um, so Instagram. And then I have um, a freebie if anyone is interested in doing that first step that I was talking about, which was the plan. I do it with all my clients. Um, You can just go to my website and download it and and treat yourself and give yourself a retreat. And it's just, Mm -hmm. my website is tarabullman.com slash workbook. And when you go to, you know, workbook, it'll, you can download destination success and you can actually type right in it if you want, or you can print it off old school and write it however you want to do it, but give yourself that time and, and, um, to, you know, in that little mini retreat so that you can declare what you want, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. And not focus on what you don't want, but focus on what you want so we can call it in. So, um, yeah, so that's a free workbook out there for people as well. That's amazing. I will make sure to have it, all of that added into the show notes to make it easy and accessible to those that want to connect with you, Tara. So, uh, thank Perfect. you for that. And, Thank you again for this conversation. I'm um, excited to stay connected and yeah, see some more from you. And I'm sure everyone listening is very much on the same boat. So thank you again. I'm super grateful. Grateful back to you as well. Thank you again. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode as much as we loved creating it, we'd love your support in helping us grow the show. The more you talk about this podcast, the more people who will know we exist and the more impact we'll be able to create, right? So if you could hit that follow button and share today's episode with a friend or on your socials so we can work together to help support each other to really step into that powerfully on purpose life that we all desire. Thank you again. Have an epic week and keep being you.